Welcome to the Altered Podcast, where we honor God and the things he does. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Are you sure? Cool. Welcome to the Altered Podcast, where we honor God and the things that he does. I'm here with a very special friend and child. Huh? Huh? Who are you talking? I'm talking to the podcast. Why? Because that's what we do. We do. Can you say hi? Hi. You say, what are we doing? No, what are we doing? What are you doing? Oh, what are they doing? They're probably driving or sleeping or... Sleeping. Oh, sleeping. Oh, is this the podcast? Mm-hmm. Say welcome. Welcome. To the podcast. To the podcast. Say we're going, we are going to... We say we... We... Are... Are... Going... Going... To... To... Talk... Talk... About... About... Family. What do you mean? Do you love your family, Lily? Uh-huh. Yeah? Who's a part of your family? Is it mommy? Um, um, <laughs> Elsa. Elsa? Mm-hmm. Elsa is a part of your family. Uh-huh. Elsa is a part of my family Elsa castle. Oh, and her castle is a part of your family? Uh-huh. What about your mommy? Um, my mommy is in my ice castle. Oh, mommy can live in your ice castle? Uh-huh. What about daddy? Oh, that's nice. What about Sissy? Can she come? Uh-huh. Oh, sweet. Okay. So. So. Are we going to put you to bed soon? No. No? <laughs> Is that not how it works? I love this podcast. Okay. You want to sing a song? Uh-huh. All right. What are you going to sing? Um. <laughs> okay. All right. You ready? Uh-huh. Sing. Let it go. Let, Let it go. I can't play it on my phone. We're singing it. Uh, and that's as much as our attention span goes. Band. <laughs> <laughs> Say, well, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Wait, wait, <laughs> <laughs> Say, we're going to go put Lily down for her bed. So while we do that, listen to our ad. Say bye, Lily. Lullaby and goodnight. Ben, he has no hair. <laughs> ben! <laughs> yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. What, what, um, yes. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. <laughs> I had such a good nap. Well, I know, as soon as you started, you know, reteaching Pastor Chris's sermon, he just fell asleep. <laughs> I felt the peace of the Lord come upon me and overshadow me (laughs) 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 or something like that. So, uh, yes. So we got to have Lily on the podcast. We did. Hey, I have a question for you, though. Um, Lily did something extra special earlier today. (laughs) What was she doing? So we were sitting around the table. <laughs> <laughs> Having delicious tacos that Jessica yeah. made, by the way. And Ben and Dean's over. We're just eating tacos. Having a know, great time. Talking about tacos, actually. Mm-hmm. 
And I heard something coming from a room. And I said, uh, she she has one of those like etcho pad things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, it really sounds like she's drawn on the wall. Mm. And Justin's like, well, I didn't know. She's probably on that little thing. And I'm like, <laughs> and then Jessica walks in there and she's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jessica started cleaning one wall. And then she turned on the light. And looked around, and how many walls did she draw on? Four. No, four. <laughs> oh, God. Four. Four. Yeah. So, Jess, I got a real question here. Oh, gosh. Why did she have a crayon? Because it was right here. What? Oh. <laughs> is there time for two ad breaks? Because marriage counseling is about to <laughs> s- <laughs> Hey, good news, though. You know what we're talking about today? How thankful we are for our families. I think that's hilarious that that happened. It, it kind of <laughs> is. It's, it's almost like Jesus was like, "Can I take a vacation day?" <laughs> <laughs> I told them they should just go to the Dollar Tree, get some frames, and put it around it, and say, "You know, Lily's artwork." Yeah. On display wow. for all to see, including her first boyfriend, in thirty-eight years. <laughs> <sighs> you wanted to be headache. forty, huh? You wanted to be forty. Hey, I'm probably giving her a break. Hunter probably wants her to be sixty. Sixty. Wanted to be at least retired. She should be on a retirement retreat whenever she meets the. Well, depending on how the country's going, you know, she may never get retired. <laughs> anyway. Any, yeah, that's the word you're looking for. So yeah, so Thanksgiving's coming. I know. For everybody who's listening, it's only a little bit more than a week away. Wow. And then we can start the Christmas season. <laughs> Hope you got your turkeys and your hams. And your pineapples and your whoa, mashed whoa, taters. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you just say pineapple? A lot of people put pineapple no. on top of their mm-hmm. ham when they bake it to make it mm-hmm. give it a sweet taste. They do with some brown sugar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because you've never seen a ham bake doesn't mean that they don't do that. I used to see it on movies all the time. Yeah. And they put like little cherries in there. It looked all, it'll look all pretty. I don't know if people actually do that in real life or not, but I did. I saw it on movies too. <laughs> we didn't make, meet that tax bracket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We, uh, that we, my family. The Hallmark text. Have, some of them are diabetic, so we don't add the added sugar and stuff. Or we shouldn't add the added sugar. Some of them yeah. still I was about to do. say, you know how much butter I ate in those mashed potatoes at your family reunion? <laughs> 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 that was kind of Lucy's fault. The perfect amount. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm still slipping and sliding everywhere. <laughs> those, those mashed potatoes are good. But they were delicious. They were. Hey, you ought to see my mama baste it. Like, she doesn't baste the turkey. That's like when you're cooking it, but like. Her prep for turkey is like, I think it's like two sticks of butter and like a handful of two or salt. And like, she just, I mean, she smothers that thing. She even like cuts up like butter and like puts it in the cavity and then like puts it under the, the turkey skin. Like That's like the diet version of Paula Deen's turkey recipe. It probably, yeah, it's, it can't be worse than Paula yeah. Deen, but yeah. It's so, a, it's a, it's pretty good. So, you know, what's really cool about Thanksgiving and Christmas and all that coming up. Food. Well, Presents. yeah. Well, Santa! For me, Dirty pudding? I was an only child. Well, like I Oreo am pudding. an only child. Why don't I say was? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I was an only child. Hmm. But, um, no. Like, uh, so, it's a time for families to get together. Mm-hmm. And so, we thought it would be really cool to talk about families and gathering with our families. And so, we're just, I don't know, think about your family this week as we're talking about it on the podcast i can talk about my family for a long time how many <laughs> parts do you want this series to be? <laughs> as many parts you want to be buddy this is our <clears throat> podcast we can do as we please with now it. this isn't what is that uh one guy 
Which guy are you talking about? <laughs> Where the people always yell. Well, what specifically? Prison? Are uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't think of it. Church? <laughs> guy that stands up on the pulpit? It's like, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, who is it? Oh, not Seinfeld. Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer. <laughs> I don't, yep. I, you know, I don't think. Um, your hopefully your family is not like a Jerry Springer show. <laughs> That'd be weird. A little incest going on. Maybe if you're from Alabama. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> right now we have nobody from Ohio and Alabama watching or listening. <laughs> we didn't need them. Anyway, either. moving on. So, what does everyone's typical family look like on a daily basis besides? Thanksgiving and Christmas, because I mean, if you think about the major holidays, it's kind of like what do you call those people? Priesters who. Ben there goes Ben and <laughs> his phone again. Hey, you know, I said last time that. Um, I, I don't, don't do that. Yeah. I'm going to get a sound that says, quiet that phone. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what were you saying, Dina? <laughs> Our family's a blessing. <laughs> You're so thankful for me. I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> So, um, so when you think Creasters? about the hall, what? You were talking about yeah, Creasters yeah. earlier. So, Creasters, people who visit church on Christmas, Easter. Oh, yeah. Is that it? Uh, is that what a Creaster is? Yeah. Okay. Well, and you know, sometimes that's the only time some people get to see their families. Mm-hmm. And I, I get it if you live far away. Yeah, for sure. But... I mean, your local family that is, you know, close, or even the people in your household. Mm, yep. You know. Yeah, it's 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 always said like funeral times come around, you know, and you see family like you haven't seen it forever, and you're just like, wow, it's so good to see you, you know. Mm. Yeah. It's like a family reunion mm-hmm. at a funeral. Yeah. Yeah, it always is. So, but yeah, Ben just looks reminiscing down the at the wall. The only wall in our house that does not have crayon <laughs> on it. <laughs> hey, that one doesn't have any crayon in it either. So, so you're asking what does our family look like? Mm-hmm. Like, do you want it to like be like... Like in your a, household. In our household? Yeah. Well. Lily gave us a cool rundown earlier. <laughs> yeah. So it just With depends. Apparently you live in an ice castle? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it depends on what day <laughs> it is. <laughs> so how much time do you think you spend with your family? Not enough. Me? Yeah. You're about yeah. me? Yeah, you. Not Whoa. enough. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, okay, okay. What, what, why do you say that? <laughs> I only see you at night. Well, that's a good time to see me. I'm ugly. <laughs> 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 I must say, if it's full light or half light, I prefer half light. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, now, granted, during football season, it is that way. Yeah, yeah. And... You you start working weekends. Well, I can't help out. Yeah, so don't start working. <laughs> Ad break. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and go. No, Dean and I were talking the other day. Um, we got home last night, and it was like we high five each other on the way to go to bed. You know, it was like, well, time to go to sleep. Let's brush your teeth. Yeah, because after working all day, and then um, campus ministry stuff. Yeah, we did campus ministry. Oh, and then we also had worship team practice. Yeah. And, yeah, we yeah. came home, mm-hmm. we uh, changed some different clothes, because it was a, uh, when we are recording this, is still in the month of October, so we uh, got into, like, fall festive 
outfits to hand out candy on campus and and talk about our campus ministry. Mm -hmm. See, we redeemed the time for Jesus, like we talked about in that one episode. Praise the Lord. And then we went to worship team practice. Mm -hmm. And then we zoomed over to EKU to hand out candy. And luckily, they were handing out burritos so that we could have some dinner. Yep. Because we got out of there at like We got home, and I gave Ben a high five. I was like, see you in the morning. (laughs) She's like, well, it's good to see you today. And I was like, yeah. Uh, yeah." Well, here's a rundown of um, just my week alone. Just so. But Monday, you got work, so 10-hour shift. Mm -hmm. Then you come home, and Jessica's usually in the house cleaning and and cooking for small group Mm -hmm. that we have because we run the young adult small group. And then... That lasts from what? What time does that start? Starts at six thirty and usually runs till about eight or eight thirty. Then we got elder meeting after that yeah. from nine o'clock or from eight thirty to, to God knows when. Nine thirty. Um, and then yeah, but then you gotta wake up and do it all over again. And Tuesday is ten hour shift and football practice mm-hmm. from six to eight o'clock. Wednesday's church with ten hour shift and church, and that's. Till we're Pentecostal, that can go to midnight. <laughs> 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 Just kidding, eight o'clock. Now, when does real life ever go to midnight? Come on, uh, Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Thursday's football practice again. Friday, I'm actually off work unless I pick up an overtime day, which you did today. Yeah, pr- so tired. thanks for letting us record this podcast on Friday. After <laughs> and, and then Saturday's she works, and I got football games, and well, that ends in two weeks. Praise the Lord! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're. We're busy people. Yeah. And yeah, our week is, is quite similar. Tuesday, Wednesday, and this week, Thursday, we had Kai Alpha. It is just, it's insane. Mm-hmm. And you you don't get to see everybody as much as you want. Yeah. I just had the conversation with my mom about that earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, as we were, you know, talking about what to do for Thanksgiving, I, there was this. Um, Can we cook? What? You said we're having a conversation about what we're going to do for Thanksgiving. We just need to cook. Well, as we were talking about Thanksgiving, (laughs) there was this, what kind of inspired to talk about the family besides the fact that, you know, it's kind of the family season, is uh, there was these, I don't know if you all saw it on Facebook, this set of posts that went around about kids writing down um, about spending time with their families. Mm -hmm. You know, and the kids were writing down that uh, sometimes the phones took away time from them and their parents, uh, their parents would rather watch TV than spend time with them, or they were left home alone. And let me tell you, every librarian in a school knows the tea at your house because the kids will come down to the library and tell you everything. I don't know how many times the past few weeks, especially when it gets closer to the holidays, that the kids come down and say, man, I wish my parents would spend more time with me. Just for our our older listeners, what is the tea? <laughs> like the sweet tea? Well, I don't know what well, tea is, so I was about I was about to ask. <laughs> the gossip. We know all the dirt. <laughs> Whether we wanted to know it or not. The tea. So the whenever tea. you're uh, getting, you know, Christmas gifts and gift cards, make sure that the librarian gets something, <laughs> you know. <laughs> or else no. The tea. My own little black market of uh, of gifts. But anyway. No. So, I'm just kidding. So the the Household, I think, is pretty cool in the sense of we all have a nuclear household, except for uh, you all don't have children. Uh, but you can have one. Lily is free and available anytime <laughs> that you all want to take her. Uh, but I think it just is a showing of that in America today, the nuclear household is not prominent anymore. It's actually frowned upon yeah. to stay married and even through thick and thin. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's not. It's like it's uh, the the culture of uh, just be done, leave. Grass is greener on the other side. That mm-hmm. mentality is just so much there. Yeah. Um, pawning your kids off. It's just you know whatever the the homosexual lifestyles and um, partners and. The nuclear family is not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you see it prominently in crime-filled areas and stuff. We can say, hey, it's been narrowed down to family. Mm-hmm. What's your family life like? Yep. It's the the old saying is, uh, show me your friends and I can show you your future. Yeah. But the real family, the real is, show me your family and I can probably show you your future. Yeah, probably sure both, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, there is good people from good families who go astray and do whatever. I'm just like there's good people with good friends. Who will go astray? The saying is not foolproof. Right. The saying is not foolproof, but it is definitely a thought. Yep, definitely. And so, so yeah, yeah. Oh, were you going to say something? Well, I was going to say so. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that needs to change. And if you and if you don't eat ham on Thanksgiving, you should definitely be watched, like FBI watch list. Um, no, turkey is the Thanksgiving meal of the the year, the world. I it always is. make a ham for Thanksgiving. I well, know, but turkey is the bomb. But you I eat it once and then you're done with it. No, you eat it a hundred times because you make sandwich after sandwich after sandwich. <laughs> it is the bomb. Get you a little Miracle Whip light. I, I know it had light is the best though because it's a little bit smoother and a little bit thinner than like regular Miracle Whip. Miracle Whip light, a little bit of it doesn't matter. White whole wheat bread, either one. Holy, that's the key. What holy? Is that what you said? Holy bullet? No, bread? I said whole wheat. Whole oh wheat. no! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you said holy bread. I was like, well, I said you can get you. Where some, you get that at? Some Those white little bread. communion wafers at church. <laughs> <laughs> Stick them on there. No, so you get you some white or some whole wheat, whichever's your jam. I personally like the whole grain bread um, from Aldi. Get you some of that. Put you some turkey on there. Doesn't matter. It can be warmed up. It can be cold. You put you a little Miracle Whip light on there. Perfection. Perfection, sir. Disgusting. It is the way. I've spoken. Well, as long as, you, <laughs> as long as you've oh, you've not seen the Mandalorian, have you? No. Oh, well, that's one of the things he's like. This is the way, and the guy's like, I have spoken. <laughs> <laughs> he says that way too often. I know. But anyway, but as we're going on, um, so as we're talking about the, I don't know, I would consider it the typical family: a mom and dad, or step mom or dad, or dad and step mom, however you want to look at it. Whoever people live with, um, you know. In movies and cartoons and different things that you read, typically, or TikToks, whatever, the dad comes home and he's super tired. Mm-hmm. He comes home, sits down on the couch, plays on his phone, plays on his Xbox, right? Rewinds for the day. Um, the mom comes home. She's super exhausted. She has to cook dinner. She has to pick up. She has to clean. She has to go pick up the kids from soccer soccer practice. She has to make sure everybody gets their homework done, their teeth brushed, bedtime stories, tucking people into bed, you know, maybe even getting breakfast and lunches ready for the next day. And then who, like, who's with the kids? The kids are left to self-entertain with TV, Netflix, Disney, phones, TikToks, yeah. Snapchat, so they can get some community with some people. Yeah. Can I go off on a rabbit trail for just a second on that? Sure. Do you know that the average child um, starts watching pornography at the age of eight because of unfettered access to phones, tablets, and such? It's crazy. Crazy. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, they teach us that in our education classes. Yeah. You know what the big thing, I think, to counteract what Dina just said is to get to make your children help you in those things. 
mm-hmm. like in our cleanups and yeah. we we get our our lily to do that mm-hmm. uh, the baby just kind of lays there <laughs> well i mean yeah the baby can't help you mow grass right now just say it dag on it you can't <laughs> walk yet but push that lawnmower child so yeah like lily helped me feed the grass the other day like oh. that was cool you remember that Oh yeah, whenever we were back in the spring. Yeah, yeah, yeah the other day. Gosh, I'm getting <laughs> all. I'm get- <laughs> <laughs> the other day, three months ago. I'm getting, you know, back in the other days. <laughs> yeah, no. So she helped me feed the grass. She called it. So, but and then in the evening, she helped picks up her toys and mm-hmm. she she doesn't help cook dinner because I don't want her to get burned. But like, yeah, yeah she helped me make cookies the other day. Yeah, so was, I mean, just things like that. Yep. It's just get your kids, and it teaches them how to do things. Later on in life, mm-hmm. not to not to be so dependent on somebody else. Yeah, Me yeah. Somebody. Whenever they get to college and they need to wash their clothes, <laughs> they uh, actually use laundry detergent instead of hey, fabric listen, softener. I I had done I had, I washed my clothes before I got to college. I just didn't know what mom purchased. Ad break. Ad break. <laughs> ad break. <laughs> and there was a. Uh, there was a commercial on all the time about snuggles, and I wanted my clothes to be snuggly soft. Like and a I little teddy bear. It. Like a little teddy bear. That's right. So, well, okay, fine. When I went to college, I bought fabric so softener because I didn't know there was a difference. Me. He calls me, and he's like, hey, I think we need to go to Winn-Dixie, which was a superstore right next to the... Or, right next to campus uh, yeah. back then, yeah. And uh, he's like, Cause I, don't, I think there's something wrong with this laundry detergent. And I was like, okay, so we go down to Winn Dixie and we're going up and down the like aisles. No, I said we need to go buy more laundry detergent, and so we did. Well, and you go and you pick up the snuggles and you start walking up to the front, and I was like, "Where's your laundry detergent?" And you were like, "This is it." And Snuggle. I was like, "That's why your laundry detergent's not working. That's fabric softener." <laughs> I didn't know there was a difference, y'all. And he was not believing me. And so we had to read the back of the bottle in order for him to believe me. You know what else, though? Home Alone steered me wrong. Because in Home Alone, he says, I bought milk and eggs and fabric softener. And I just went, that must be the thing you use on your clothes. <laughs> you, you do use it on your clothes. I know, after you wash them. <laughs> well, I mean, but you put soap in there. I didn't know that. So so did you know that fabric softener is really like a wax? Mm-hmm. It's really bad now. for your washing machine. Yeah. I know that now. I didn't know that then. I don't use I don't use the washer machine. No, you don't. Well, my wife does it. Oh, this is a great time to learn, Hunter. I mean, I know how to use it. Are you sure? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They got a bunch of fancy buttons on them now. So. I know you just don't turn the dial. You you just don't turn the dial or go get the washboard and the bucket and the water <laughs> and scrub it up and down. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, again, the word we're looking for is, anyways. So, anyway, we need a <laughs> cultural change preach, preach. in our families. It's almost expected for us to be a go, go, go type of family. Like, especially oh, yeah. if you think about in the 90s, that was just normal oh, for yeah. dad to work as much overtime as he possibly could, for mom to do every single responsibility, to do all those Tupperware parties, you know. To not say no. Yeah. And I feel like now, especially after the pandemic, no is kind of more accepted, right? Mm -hmm. Don't you think? To say, like, not when your job's like, hey, will you come in for extra time? I mean, yeah, you might have to do that and kind of help pull your weight. But um, when, you know, you don't want to spend all of your time away from your family, you'd be like, no, this is my family time right now. Yeah. Well, that's kind of uh, cool because... 
there's certain things we do during the season, right? Like football season, it's like, okay, it's only going to last from August to November. So it's not that long. I can put up with that. Yep. But it's like when there's five church services, it's like I may only go to three. I may only go to two. Like because some of them get – it gets kind of ridiculous after a while. So many meetings you're kind of like – you know, but I'm saying especially when they're the same service over and over and over again. Yeah. yeah. And, and as pastors, we're expected to be at so many of them mm-hmm. and whatnot. So it's really tough, especially when your family works different work shifts or they've been out and gone or sick or whatever. It gets overwhelming. Yeah. And we get tired. Mm-hmm. Sure do. Like me right now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So. I just want to go to bed. So who <laughs> suffers in the family when everybody's on that go, 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 go mentality? Everyone. 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 Literally. Even the dog. Yeah. And when you're so <laughs> when you're so tired, and we've all been there, how is your Bible time and your Jesus time in that season? Hmm. Just depends. I can tell you that every time that I talk to somebody and they have an issue and you ask that question, the normative answer is, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. I think every it's time. easy to push that off to the side because nobody is really going to know whether you really studied the Bible or not. Or you think that they don't. I was going to say, what's funny is you can definitely tell. So here's my uh, argument. Well, f- I mean, obviously for like us, mm-hmm. I'm looking at Ben. Mm-hmm. It's not usually a thing that we push off because well we can't well that and two we've seen it work right and we've seen prayer work we know the value of it and we and we know and we've seen the Bible reading work mm-hmm. um, because it doesn't just it doesn't just build your knowledge for mm-hmm. the Bible I mean it does obviously do that yeah. but it also builds your faith and it builds your relationship with God mm-hmm. um, j- just as much as prayer mm-hmm. and going to church and anything else. But people don't see the value in reading their Bible because they haven't seen what we have seen. Right. And I'm just telling you, you work with people every day, about, especially in the church, and you can tell the disgruntled and the brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. And, and it's okay to be physically tired, people. We're not telling you that. It, we're talking about emotionally tired, spiritually tired. Mm-hmm. Or do you have enough gas to get home? Because you may not. That's the point we're trying to make. Yeah. Are, do you, are you putting gas in the gas tank? It's like a so my always the big saying is, and I think I heard Joseph Prince say that <laughs> heretic, <laughs> but he would say when you you have that living well, that water springing out of you, yeah. you you don't want it to run dry. You have to ha- intake water to let water spew out, mm-hmm. and he always called that Bible reading and prayer. So he actually did say something good. See, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I mean it's shoot, man. The other day I was driving home. And I caught myself, um, I hope I don't get arrested for saying this, but I caught myself falling asleep with the wheel. I was so tired. Um, you know, and it's one of those things where all of a sudden, you know, you realize, hey, I'm pushing, I'm pushing too hard. I'm burning the candle at both ends and in the middle. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that's what makes you sick and tired. Um, sick and tired? I mean, <laughs> sick and tired. Yeah. Um, but it makes you sick. It makes you tired. It makes you grumpy with your family. Um, you know, it's just all. Especially all when your kid draws on the wall. Well, you know. <laughs> we just have cats that rip out the screens. Uh, yes. I need to have that too. And still, apparently steal squirrel parts from my neighbor <laughs> and bring them to our house and leave them by the back door. 
That's nice. Wait, uh, wait squirrel parts? Okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Literally what, what I, I just said. I think you need to explain this to everybody else who's like, what in the world did Ben just say? Okay, so yes, squirrels are delicious, number one. We, we're just going to start with that premise. And so they are. They are so tasty. Um, and so my neighbor was going squirrel hunting, or has been going squirrel hunting because it's squirrel season. Um, and so when he gets home from squirrel hunting, he uh, skins out his squirrels and he puts all of the parts he doesn't, you know, you don't eat in a bucket. And then he takes them out in the woods and throws them all away. Well, he noticed that his bucket was getting a little light the other day. And we've had all of these squirrels. Like tails. Well, like, yeah, just like pieces, like a leg or like a skin <laughs> or like a something. And I'm like, Ben, they've left you a present again. Yeah. That's his job at the house. And so, and so I went over because uh, the mail delivery person delivered their package to our house. And so I was talking to him, and I was like, Brian, buddy, what's you know what's been going on? And you know we were talking, and, and uh, he was like, Yeah, he said something. He goes, and I don't remember how the topic came up, but he loves the squirrel hunt. And so topic came up, and I said, Oh my gosh, my cats aren't stealing your squirrels, are they? He goes, No, I mean I skim them as soon as I get them home, and then he's like, But I, he said I do leave their skins out in the bucket until I have a chance to take them out and throw them off in the woods or something. He goes, Now I did notice the bucket was getting lighter, so yeah, our cats are going over and stealing squirrels from our neighbor. That's nice. Yeah. So there you go. Thievery. They are. I wish they would start getting money. I know. I wish they'd. (laughs) I mean, if you leave your money out outside and our and our cats take it, I can't say a thing. I'm just kidding. Anyway, um, so do you think that we live in an area that? Because I was thinking of this too. It kind of depends on like the culture and the area that you live in. Is it Bible reading and going to church something that? people value around where you live. I kind of feel like if you live in a big city, maybe not so much, because we live in what would be considered the Bible Belt, kind Good of. Old Bible Belt. And even still in the Bible Belt, I don't think it's a culture, right? I don't think so. Be- I think that they rely on the preacher to, to give them everything. Most people. Well, be, go, go be active in youth sports, right? Yeah. And you see how many coaches will have practice on Saturdays. How many leagues will have games on Sundays? Yep. Uh, did I say Wednesdays. Saturday? You mm-hmm. did. But some people have church on Saturday. Do they? Mm-hmm. You Baptist. Uh, <laughs> I don't no. know if it's the Baptist <coughs> or not. <but laughs> it's the Jewish. Jewish has. Well, church different churches have. Oh, they do. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. They do do that. Yeah. Do we have a synagogue in Richmond? No, it's the no. One, they're on Lexington. Oh, okay. So, uh, <laughs> squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> no, but you you just go see how many practices are held on a Wednesday night, or how many games are held on a Wednesday night or Sunday. There's a lot. I refuse to hold a practice on a Wednesday, or ha- or have a game on a Sunday. When we made the schedule, I was like, we're not making our kids play on Sunday, just because. And I don't look. You raise your kids the way you want to. I'm not going to harp on you about not taking them to church. If you, I'll make ask you to listen to the podcast. <laughs> um, but I'm not going to. Punish the ones who do. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I would fully expect my child not to go to practice on a Wednesday night yeah. or to a game on a Sunday. Well, we're talking about cultural change. One of the really important things that people don't realize is rest, super important. Um, I mean, Jessica, how many times would you love to just take a rest every once in a while, right? Like a nap? Yeah, like a nap. <laughs> now, don't start. <laughs> you, you, this woman is the most nappiest person I know. I mean, the only time I ever saw the woman rest was when she used to nap through the podcast. <laughs> and now we make her do the podcast. Poor thing. She but didn't listen, even get a nap. Listen, every, every time you guys would record here, 
It would be like either a day after I worked or I had to work the next day. No, I'm not talking about through the That's podcast. True. You come home, this lady's like, um, the kids are asleep. Let me interrupt this like, before you get you get killed. And <laughs> all women are going to be like, we do not like Hunter. Yeah. Look, it's fine. I just had a whole bunch of people join Team Ben right there. <laughs> Look, um, this lady snores. I'm just saying. But <laughs> the point is, anyway. we're talking about culture change. One of the, the first things, the first things in Scripture that Jesus, not Jesus, that God the Father commands. It could have been Jesus. We don't know. Um, but one of the first things that God commands in Scripture um, for Adam and Eve is to rest on the Sabbath day. He makes the world, he makes people, and then he rests. And we forget that part. If God rests, though he doesn't need to, there's obviously a point that we need to learn there, and it is that we do need to rest and we should. And so even if you don't raise your kids to be in church and all that kind of stuff, you should take a rest. And I, I mean, I figure anybody that's listening to this podcast is probably, probably raising their kids to be in church. But the point is, you should also... Take a rest, and God gives us the Sabbath on purpose and that's as a day okay. to rest. And that's okay. That's right. So what is it, when does rest become a hindrance? When you are slothful and lazy and do it too much. Now, you can rest too much. However, you can also rest too little. And in our culture, we value too little rest over too much. Well, and that's like the big thing, you know, over uh, the, the eastern side of the world. If they have like four day work weeks and mm-hmm. there's all these kind of different things where America's a go, 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 go. Uh, sun's up, stock market's open, go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Money to be made. Yep. And other parts of the world are not like that. Mm-hmm. I think it depends too on like what's your priorities. Yeah. You know, we've kind of made that our, you know, the, the American dream. Um, yeah. And so what are you spending like your time doing with as a family? Is it watching TV? Is it playing sports? Or is it reading the Bible and praying and making that a priority? I will say you can sit down with people and in about two minutes you can you can figure out what their priorities are if you just ask them what their schedule is. You know, because if, if you know, if, if we sit down with, with you guys and we say, Okay, what do you do throughout the week? What does Sunday start with? Church. Church. And then what is Monday? Small group. Small group. And then what is Tuesday? Football. So football <laughs> is a priority. That's okay. That's yeah. all right. Yeah. Football. That's okay. And there's work in there because you have to work to support your families, and that's okay. But then what is Wednesday? Church. 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 What is Thursday? Football. What is Friday? Rest. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but you're working on Friday. Just, just do you work on Friday or mm-hmm. Saturday? Saturday? Just Saturday and Sunday. Saturday. So Friday is your all's technically, that's your all's kind of Sabbath, mm-hmm. quote unquote, in my opinion, because church is technically work for us, mm, right? Yeah, right. In some ways, yeah. Yeah. So Saturday, you have games and stuff, football right now. Um, Jess, you're working. Sunday is church and work for you. And, and football. church at night. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're, <laughs> you can tell Hunter's, you know, priorities football. But I mean, just look at your time though. And if you look at all the time that you spend, a lot of time that you spend there is church. And mm-hmm. that's that's a priority for you. When you said and Sunday kids morning, notice whether you value Bible reading, going to church, spending time with them. Oh yeah. And I think I talked about this on the podcast the last time. I'm pretty sure, maybe, about um, it seems like kids pastors are really under attack. Like mm-hmm. they don't want, like nobody wants to go work with the kids. Yeah. And they notice it. Yeah. They may not be able to verbally discuss it. But 
I think that's another reason why they're not interested in youth sometimes. It's because they draw on the walls. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because nobody's paid attention to them until now. So why would they want to come? Right. We see that in the college ministry all the time. Last night we were handing out uh, candy and they were like, you're the only campus ministry here. Why? Yeah. Well, you're an unreached people group for one thing. Yeah. And we wanted to tell you that Jesus loves yeah. you. Jesus loves you and we do too. You know, and yeah. they were like, nobody's ever cared. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. They're like, church groups don't do Halloween. We're like, we do because we love you. Yeah. Yeah. Go listen to the Ultra Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I do wish that we had some cards sitting there, but. Yeah. You know, it is just priority. And when you said Sunday morning, what do you do Sunday morning? I was going to say, change the diaper. I'm glad she said church because that's <laughs> the first thing I do come Sunday morning. But uh, so I, I value diaper changing. Well, that's important. <laughs> Please continue doing that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I will. Yeah. Thanks. I was thinking about stopping. So. <laughs> <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, what's your family? Uh, yeah, what's your family dynamic? What's your family personality? Um, yeah, that's that's what we were talking about, right? I don't know. Dina's running this. I know. <laughs> Keep running the show, Dina. I, I know, but you put in the next part. Did I? Oh yeah. So <laughs> I did put in some stuff here. So in the plan, um, one of the next things that I did put in there is that it is okay to provide for your family. Now we already talked that, talked about that a little bit. But the Bible does say in 1 Timothy 5.8 that anyone who does not provide for their relatives and especially for their own household has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. So it's okay to work and provide for What does family. the King James say? I don't know, actually. Worse than an infidel. Oh, there you, you go. You know that because you said it on the podcast way back when you talked about welfare and stuff, like people taking did advantage it? of the Oh, you're right. System. And that's when I learned what it says. I totally forgot about I listened that. to the podcast. Good. <laughs> Good job, Hunter. Thanks. Priority. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we can provide for our own family, and the Bible teaches us that we can, but we also can't, per- we can't forget that spiritual matters are super-duper important on top of that. Yeah, and when and I think the big thing too is does your family realize when there's a spiritual attack? Ooh, that's good. Um like what do you do in those moments? Mm-hmm. Do you change your culture or do you buckle down in what you're already doing? Yeah. I'm not saying one's good or bad. You may need a culture change, mm-hmm. and that might be God's way of telling you you need a culture change. Or the devil doesn't like your culture <laughs> and he's trying to change it for you. Yeah. And you have to buckle down. There are there are bad ways to handle that though, and and the worst way to handle it is to try to isolate yourself and do everything on your own. Um, it's always best to try and involve, particularly people in the kingdom of God, right? To to reach out to them and be like, "Hey, I'm under attack right now, and and I'm just feeling it. And I need your help." We were at a um, sectional council uh, for the Assemblies of God the other day. In so Kentucky. good, it was so good, wasn't it? And uh, we saw Alex Kennedy, who was there. Who yeah. we did an interview with? He's on Team Ben, so I don't talk to him. Well, I'm <laughs> buddy. I'm thankful he is because um, he uh, he texted me right before that, and then we saw him that night, and he was like, "Man, Ben, you've just been on my heart lately. Like you guys, you and Dina both." And he's like, "Is everything okay?" And honestly, I have been under the worst season of spiritual attack in my life lately. Um, I've never had such attack as as I have in the past, and it's just it's you know it's just it just seems like it just keeps beating you down, and. Um, you know, he's like, man, I've been praying for you. He's like, um, you know, and I'm going to continue to do so, and I'm so glad you told me. And it, it's just great. It's great to have a community of believers who are looking out for you and have your back, right? Um, so, yeah, there you yeah. go. Well, and with that, so uh, Pastor Joe was talking about discipleship and something that as I was 
looking up different things about family Bible time and different things like that because we don't have kids. So I wanted to see what everybody else was saying because I'm for sure not an expert, but I do work with kids. Um, a phrase that was thrown out a bunch was intentional discipleship with your children. Mm. And so what that means is, you know, teaching your kids to be disciples mm -hmm. of Christ. Yeah. Um, and one of the main things it kept talking about was having that family Bible time. And, um, you know, your times will vary depending on the age of your kids. You shouldn't expect a two-year-old to sit down for a two-hour sermon series every day, Hunter. Lily does. <laughs> oh, she <laughs> might, though, actually. And seeing Let It Go at the very end to uh, sum up the whole thing. Yeah. But, um, you know, make it interactive and fun as you're driving around. You know, what's your family scripture verse of the week? Are the kids supposed to be memorizing verses with their kids' groups? You know, I don't know. Some churches do. They, they have them memorize different verses or catechisms or different things like that um, and make it a family activity and so what is your family biblical culture in your house I don't know why I got tongue-tied on that but <laughs> um, so uh, what engagement achievements holidays family time is it centered around biblical truths families uh, who are flexible and willing to say no you know what that's actually not a priority for my family can use it as a teachable moment to talk about it as a family and to choose another activity mm -hmm. like movies that don't have the same values as you have or different events. And even sometimes I find um, us, Ben and I, that there've been moments where we have went to functions with friends and have been like, you know, we probably really shouldn't go to those kind of activities, especially when we have children. Yeah. Yeah. She said holidays and made me think, so, I got a question. This is for the panel, except for my wife, because I know her answer. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Jessica, uh, we want your input as well. It, so, in that, setting a culture in holidays, is it okay to tell kids about Santa Claus, about the Easter Bunny, things like that? That is a podcast episode <laughs> all in itself, sir. I know, but, but she, she brought that up, and I was like, Sitting here thinking about it because I think her it's the same as on this, talking about <laughs> Harry Potter. Like it's fun to talk about it. It's fun to pretend, but it's not real. See, because we never did the Easter Bunny. No, we did Santa Claus, right? Mm -hmm. And it's fun to talk about Santa Claus. And I like the way our church does Santa Claus. Like we have Don Wynn. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sorry if anybody actually thought he was Santa Claus. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir, but he is Santa Claus. I don't care what you say. He his name is Santa on my phone. <laughs> so. Um, but that man does embody the the like the spirit of what I think Very Santa nice. Claus would do. Yeah. Um, but I like the church like really emphasizes that Christ is the center of Christmas, mm -hmm. um, and here is Santa the like this logo for this holiday, still worshiping Christ. Well, and and if you've ever heard Don Wynn talk about the meaning behind Santa and why he does the stuff, man, mm -hmm. I mean it'll it'll get you. Like the whole thing is about. You know, he talks about the, the historical basis of it and how, um, you know, like the, the, the meaning of it is Jesus. And I mean, it is. It's bomb big. Right. You know who we need to have as a special guest? <laughs> Don Wynn. Santa. Santa himself. So, and then Easter. Mm -hmm. So I never did the Easter Bunny. I, I'm not a fan of the Easter Bunny. Mm -hmm. wish my kids, if we wouldn't tell them about the Easter Bunny, but my wife has different taste in the Easter Bunny because I think you grew up with the Easter Bunny. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, 
I'm not a fan. Mm-hmm. But because with like St. Nick there, there is at least some background that we can pull something up with. Mm-hmm. Not with. I think it's a German buddy. <laughs> I think that's where it started. But I have no idea. I read a couple stories. Dina, yeah. what do you think about the Easter Bunny? Well, I mean, I love all fuzzy animals, so oh, of course you know them. I think it's we great. Yeah. Go. <laughs> I haven't done Our it. neighbor, the same neighbor who uh, gets the squirrels, had all these bunny rabbits. And so one day, I was home, and you weren't or something, and I just sent Ben a picture of me handing this bunny rabbit a piece of lettuce. And he's like, what is happening? <laughs> Every time I came outside, there was this little white bunny, and it, I started giving it treats like lettuce, carrots, you know, because... It was cute. I didn't know it belonged to somebody. <laughs> but apparently the neighbor, it got out, and the neighbor couldn't catch it. But I was feeding it mm. every day. You know, I haven't done this this episode. <sighs> <laughs> so but the good news is he caught his bunny, and it was okay. We was all really worried. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jessica looked like she was scared. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't have a problem with the Easter Bunny, but I've never really... Yeah. I thought about what's funny is I thought about jack o' lanterns, but I've never thought about the Easter Bunny. I have no idea. It's just an intro. Like to me, Easter is just Resurrection Sunday. Mm-hmm. That is all it is to me. Yeah, where Santa, where, where Santa and get like Christmas is gifts and like mm-hmm. um, obviously it is the birth of Christ. This is the day we represent you know God coming down to earth yeah. to to solidify this redemption plan, mm-hmm. right? And we'll get all into that coming up in December, yeah. but. And then giving gifts, we can show family love and all that good stuff. Yeah. I'll tell you why I like some of the things that we do in Easter. In particular, Easter eggs. If you think about it, Easter eggs are, in my opinion, a perfect representation of the tomb. Something is enclosed, but when it opens, a sweet treat pops out. Just like Jesus. What about if you lose an egg and it smells like poop in your house? I'm talking about plastic Easter eggs with <laughs> candy inside, sir. Oh. So oh. is the bunny rabbit disciples making disciples making disciples? It could be, but it I don't know <laughs> what the origin of it was because it also could be like it was the origin was the, the you know, God of fertility. So listen Whoa. in <laughs> April when we talk about. <laughs> yeah, the Easter bunny. The Easter bunny. And other, and other woodland creatures. <laughs> yeah, so I, don't wanna, I didn't want to tear you on that long, but it's just interesting. Like what... Do we value? That's true. Should come out in the holidays that we celebrate with our children. That's true. <clears throat> Especially in the holidays that really focus around our children. Halloween, we talked about that. Yep. Um, like we do a lot of the church events. Yep. Um, Thanksgiving, we are thankful for our family in Christ and things like that. Yep. And then Christmas and Easter are mm-hmm. the big holidays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we always make sure to really, we're always at those big church Sunday events. But what about all of the other Sunday church events. Um, sometimes we get too busy, stretched too thin, and you know we don't make Sunday and other church services a priority. Yep. It's easy for all of us to say, you know, and be guilty of that. Um, or to say, you know, oh, you know, this is... Um, I remember when we were in college, uh, we attended a church that it would be Mother's Day. Yeah. <laughs> And sometimes we wouldn't go, to be quite honest, because it was all about mothers. And, well, we weren't with our moms because we were in college and couldn't travel back home. And so to us, that didn't seem important, so we just didn't yeah. go. And they would line up all the mamas across the front sanctuary and pray for them. That was the whole service because it was a big church. There was a bunch of mamas there, you know. 
Um, but that wasn't right. We should have gone. <laughs> yeah. And also probably should put in a little sermon in there anyway. But like, you know, <laughs> who who are we to con- critique what they do? But anyway, um, we don't attend there anymore. But um, not because of that. I was no, going to say no. for that reason alone. <laughs> no, no, because the Lord moved still us and put us somewhere else. Yeah, that was only because yeah. Jesus moved us. Yeah. I actually tried to force God to let me stay by taking up membership. And God was still like, no, I told you to leave. And now you're leaving. So. Yeah. I've heard from so many people, I just don't have the time to go to church. I just don't have the time. Did you know that that's only two hours, maybe, out of 168 hours a week? Yeah, and and the church is your family as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and not just the local body that you go to, but literally every member inside of the Capital C Church, the, the body of Christ, yep. it is a part of your family. People mm-hmm. that you don't know, so... If you feel a connection with somebody, even if you've really never met them, there's probably a good reason. Yep. And that's something I love about that we do with our college ministry is our, you know, leaders who are in ministry. We sit down with them with their schedules and say, you need to make church a priority and Chi Alpha service needs to be priority because that's your church on campus. So let's look at your schedule and do you have enough time? And you know what? They have plenty of time. But sometimes they don't think they do because they need to study for a test last minute because they spent all the other hours <laughs> the rest of the week studying or hanging out with friends or not studying, but hanging out with friends and not studying. Yeah. Or playing on their phones and TikTok or, you know, playing Xbox or one of those things like you actually, you know, you have to sit down and be like, but I need to watch that whole season of whatever on Netflix. <laughs> well, do you really need to spread it out over the next four weeks? And you can. Yeah. And it's. It's just the the you will make time for what you want to make time mm-hmm. for, mm-hmm. and you learn that having children because things become more difficult. Yeah. Like I used to just get up on Saturday mornings and go to our football games. Now it's get up on Saturday morning, especially when she works. Get up, go change diapers, get ready, drive, drop the babies off, go to football. <laughs> <laughs> so it it is just insane. Yeah. So you really learn how much time you really have, mm-hmm. especially when you don't have kids. Mm-hmm. So, Ben, do you want to read Psalm 78, 5 through 8? Sure. It says, He established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers to teach to their children, that the next generation might know them, the children yet unborn, and arise and tell them to their children, so that they should see, or they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments, and that they should not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation a generation whose heart was not steadfast, whose spirit was not faithful to God. Yeah, that's a it's an interesting kind of point to make. He established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers to teach to their children. Now, this is an Old Testament passage talking about the nation of Israel, but one of the things that that does clearly say, and I think that carries over to us now, is that we should teach our children about the Bible and about all the things of God, not just... Not just the scripture, but I thought it was it was a neat point that you made earlier that when you cook, Lily helps. And, you know, when you clean the house, Lily helps. And, you know, that is discipleship in and of itself, that in the everyday task, you're showing her not only how to do those things, but also how faith fits into every one of those things. You know, you can you can teach your child, um, you know, that when they color on the walls, I'm going to scream cuss words at you and blah, 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 blah. But that's not what you did, right? You know, you, you disciplined her, which was good. I broke her leg. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Not I true. did. Uh, but then on no, top but of you that, calmly went over 
and was like, Lily, this is not what you're supposed to do, and here's why. Yeah. What's funny is she didn't cry until you put her in a room by herself. <laughs> and then that's when she cried. You know, <laughs> so but that you could clean the wall. <laughs> yeah, but like, like you know, you and Jessica both sat her down and said, hey, we don't do that, and here's why. You know, that's cool. That's good. That's what you should do. Um, and so you're showing them that, hey, you know, that didn't make mommy and daddy happy. But the cool part was right after that, you sat Lily in your lap and you told her how much you loved her, you know? <laughs> and so she also knows that mommy and daddy, though they weren't happy with what you did, they still love you. And that, that was really good. And so you discipled your child in that. You showed her biblical values through something she did wrong, which is awesome. Right. Now we're going to go live in an Elsa Castle house. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> she was trying to transform it, Hunter, and you just were not seeing the vision. Hey, listen, I'd love to live in an ice castle because I like it cold in my house. <laughs> That's true. And then we would start <laughs> recording somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I would be dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and so then it says, and, and I like this part, and this is kind of the point of it, is um, you should teach basically your children the law so that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. Um, and then it ends with this thing that the nation of Israel did, which they were stubborn and rebellious towards God. And it says, you teach them these things so that they won't be like that. They won't be stubborn and rebellious. Um, they won't be unsteadfast to the Lord, but instead they'll be faithful. So I thought that was pretty cool. Well, and that's uh, the big thing is, and... Indoctrination is not what I want to say, but it, well, it's, the, it's the best way to... It's not indoctrination. It is It is helping your children to live the way that you believe they should live well, as they get older. So indoctrination. Um, <laughs> no, uh, it's just, that's just the word that comes to mind. Because it's like, <clears throat> I want my child to be successful. Here's the way that we have found to, to be successful out of all these self-help books and Jordan Peterson and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And... Um, so we teach them from a year early age. You keep your room clean. We cook. We pick up our toys every night. We do this. We do that. We do this. We do that. We go to church every Sunday so that they'll do these things when they get older. And so, yeah, I, I said indoctrination, but like you said, it's just, I'm teaching you how to be successful. Well, and technically now that I've Googled it, the it, indoctrination is the process of teaching a person or group to accept a set of beliefs uncritically. Boom. That makes sense. I mean, I don't. I think it just sometimes has this weird. It has a negative, negative connotation yeah. because yeah, everybody's like, negative. "Well, you should critically think about everything." Well, you should, but well, it's also okay to teach your children the well, thing. They when should my do. child goes off and goes to college, right? I want her to just. It, it's, I want it to be a thought when Sunday morning comes and she wakes up is that I need to go to church. Yep. Well, if she joins Chi Alpha or whatever, hope so. Ben will hunt her down if she yeah. doesn't. Yeah. Um, that it's oh it's Wednesday night and large group is tonight like this is a priority. Mm-hmm. I don't want her to ever have to sit down and think about those things. Or yeah. is Bible study important? Is prayer important? Yeah. I I wanted to know because when she gets older, if she goes to college and doesn't go to Chi Alpha, I'm going to break her giant legs. <laughs> 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 I just had to work that in there. I couldn't resist. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of want to brag on my cousin Keith just a little bit. He uh, w- whenever his kids were little, and I think they still do it now. I think. But uh, they had talked about having family reading time, you know, and Alex Kennedy was talking about the other day about how um, we're the most biblically illiterate generation, yep. but yet we have the most Bibles that's ever been printed. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Yep. So the question that I think this whole conversation begs is, what if you're single or don't have children? Well, 
it's still a great time to establish the whole habit of Bible reading and prayer for yourself if you're single. And then when you get married, to do that together, which Dina and I are not as good at as we should be, and we know that that's a thing that we need to work on, and we have been, thanks to this whole you know, eldership process and all that. Um, but, you know, it's okay that, like, if you're married or even just have a roommate to establish a time to read and pray, you can read and pray with your roommate. That's all right. Unfortunately, we're still on that single mindset if we do it on our own. We, yeah. <laughs> we don't do it together. <laughs> well, And what's funny, and now I, the more I think about it, the more I don't know if this was good advice or not, somebody said, hey, if you're dating somebody, you shouldn't read and pray with them because there's this level of spiritual intimacy that you really shouldn't have there until you get married. And in some ways I get it, but in some ways I don't. I don't know. Like I kind of go back and forth. Like You told us that when we were dating. I did. But the more I think about it, and that's what somebody else had told me, but the more I think about it, the more I don't know. So I, I thoroughly, now that I'm married, mm-hmm. thoroughly disagree with that. I kind of do too. <clears throat> because when we first got married, mm-hmm. it set a precedent that we don't do this. Yeah. And cause it's still weird, okay? So when you get, when you first get married, everything's just odd. It's yeah, just... Everything. Maybe there should just be certain suggested chapters. Like, you probably shouldn't be read Song of Songs. Like, <laughs> you know. Song of Solomon actually says, like, don't... Um, don't awaken love before it pleases. And that's actually a reference to like premarital sex and things. So, I mean, there are some good things in every, like I'm there's saying no, all the mountains and the goats, but well, I mean, there is, there is a, there is a chapter in there that is about the wedding night, but, um, uh, add, 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 add. <laughs> no, it's, it's important to know that, that it's in there for a reason that God established, um, you know, sex in marriage to be a thing that it's supposed to have. But anyway, like that's where it belongs. Um, but the point is like, I don't think there's an off, an off, um, like an out of bounds thing in the Bible to study, but you should be careful. Um, at the same time, you know, you don't want to, like, I think you, you know, if you're dating somebody, you don't want to be like, you know, um, I really struggle with lust for you, and then the other person be like, well, I really struggle with lust for you, and then you all of a sudden hear the music, and <laughs> you know, like I think you have to be careful. But there's nothing wrong with hosting a Bible study. At a kitchen table, yeah, praying at the at the kitchen table, like just to bless the relationship and things like that, and and to try to keep it holy. Yeah, I kind of yeah. I, I kind of so fall more into that category now. because we didn't do that, and then it just becomes super. It, it was not precedent, and it's not something we didn't do. Yeah, so. and it, it's same thing with Dean and I. And you know, it's it's hard to this day. We've been married for eleven years, so oh, it's tough for us. Yeah, and yeah I mean, four years going. Right four years. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I was going to say Hunter, that anyway. First, add, first, add, add. first Corinthians eleven three says, "But I want you to realize that the head of every man of Christ and the head of the woman is man, and the head of Christ is God." But what do we need to know about that? We need to know that God has established biblical roles in the household, and one of the things that the man needs to do is to, like you were talking about. Know oh. your anniversary. Know your anniversary, <laughs> but lead your house in spiritual matters. Right, like God has given you. Um, a holy responsibility to lead your family well. And so if you're sitting out there and you're like, crap, I don't do that. Well, guess what? Time to do it. And how do you do it? I don't know. Go talk to some older people in the church. Go talk to your pastor. Start your own private Bible study and prayer time, and then do that with your family as well. It doesn't have to be crazy complicated. You don't have to be a biblical scholar. You don't have to have degrees in theology. You just got to read the Bible and try to figure out how what it means to your life and how you can change to be more like Scripture. Well, the first step is to be saved. <laughs> That's well, the first yeah, step. that is the, first the second step. step is to establish a prayer life. If you don't have a prayer life, then you need to establish that. Third, then you need to read the Bible and take what it says to heart. Yeah, and about leading your family, just as right. Christ 
led the church. And, right. um, the same as pastors lead the church. It's the same kind of concept. First Timothy, go at it. Yeah. Uh, I just assumed that they were saved and, you know. I never assumed that. Well, okay, there you go. <laughs> so, I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, but, because it, it is, it's a, it's a natural thing for men to lead. Yeah. It's a natural. Um, but, if you, it's really intimidating if your wife is like a Joyce Meyer, right? She's up there, she's, you know, super spiritual, and she reads and she prays, and she knows theology better than you do. And it can be real, a little intimidating. What if there's tons of women like that. What if your wife isn't a Joyce Meyer, but she's the one that kind of leads the household? That can be intimidating as well. Well, right, and that's what I'm saying. She's like, she's the bomb diggity, you know, when it comes to the theology, and she knows. And what if what if it's not in theology though? What if she's the primary breadwinner, mm-hmm. and you know, she's the one who, you know, there are a lot of stay at home dads out there now. Like, listen, I told my wife, I said, go back to school, go get your nursing degrees. I'll stay home with the kids. It's fine with me. <laughs> it doesn't hurt my integrity at all. Right. <laughs> I, I'll go work at the church. It's there fine. Yep. But I think it's a mutual respect from from you both. Yes. Um, she realizes. First off, Adrian Rogers said this. Um, hmm. What? Uh, listen. Yeah, he's, I know he's Baptist. Calm down. <laughs> oh, I was thinking Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I was like, Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> I got you. Never mind. Continue. <laughs> oh, no. No, no. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. Uh, I, I respect his football opinion, <laughs> not his uh, religious opinion. Um, but Adrian Rogers said that marriage is like. Um, he uses a football analogy. It's kind of funny. Mm. Um, he says, women are the all-American number one prospect draft pick um, in the NFL draft star running back that will go, like I said, go high in the draft. And they're they're highly valuable. Um, and then he says some women are like this. Um, and the quarterback could be a business grad who will probably never get picked up in the draft. And it's just this mentality of the only reason they're winning games is not because he can p- complete a pass, but it's because the running back's averaging 300 yards a, a game mm-hmm. and has so many touchdowns. And he's going, he's the Heisman winner, and he's going to go number one in the draft. He can make millions of dollars while this guy's going to not get drafted and go make 35000 <laughs> with his business <laughs> degree. Yep. Um, Adrian Rogers made the good point. Who does the coach give the place to? Doesn't give it to the All-American running back. He funnels it through the quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's the same way God does. No matter if this highly qualified woman is in your household who is the star, and she does everything very well, highly successful, no matter what, God still is looking at you as the leader of the team. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make you more important. Because you're not. Right. Every fan around the world would say that that quarterback is not as important as that running back. Mm-hmm. If somebody was going to get hurt and have to sit the bench, they were praying to God as that quarterback <laughs> and not the Heisman winning running right. back. Yep. The running back is a star. Mm-hmm. But the play still come through somebody. Yep. Somebody's still calling the huddle. Yep. Somebody's making the audibles. Somebody's saying hike. And it happens to be the quarterback, not the running back. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure the quarterback will take suggestions and work with that running back because he'd be an idiot not to. Right. And that's the same way. And Adrian Rogers also says it's kind of like having a valuable vase in a museum. Mm-hmm. He says that's, that's that, he says that's how I look at women. Mm-hmm. Every single one who's married is this valuable vase. People come all around the world and see this this attraction. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they, that's what they pay the money for. They they come and they see it and they look at it and they realize the beauty of it. And the man is the security guard. Mm. 
<laughs> he's, the, he's the authoritative, don't touch, don't do this, don't do that, step back, you know. But I say what time the, the shop closes, whatever. But everybody's there and knows the value of the space. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting sermon. Y'all should go listen to it. It's like, but it's like two, two hours long. So yeah. he, he goes on a rant. But yeah. it's very interesting because it's in the same sermon. He uses those two references. Yeah. And it, it tells you and it really shows you, well, wow, even if the man doesn't seem to be as valuable in, in what the culture would say is value, makes the money, good looks or whatever, you know, stellar on everything, parenting, house cleaning, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's just the business grad. Yeah. And you have a Heisman winning, you know, wife. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, you know, there still has to be a head. Yeah. And that quarterback has to be it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Bible kind of gives the same kind of imagery when it says first Peter three, seven, um, likewise, husbands live with your wives in an understanding way. Showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel. Now, people are like, weaker vessel? What are you talking about? The the actual imagery there is not that she's weak and these big, strong men, we got to take care of them. Rather, it's actually the this fragile, delicate vase kind of mm-hmm. situation where, um, you know, she's this thing that is delicate and dainty and we should protect them. And so it says... You know, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as this delicate vessel or weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. Mm-hmm. We've read that verse before. Your prayers are hindered when you fight with your wife. So you should take care of her and honor her and watch out for her, those kinds of things. And, like, I know that October it, October is, right? Pastor Appreciation Month? It is. Yeah. So it's kind of already passed. So if you missed it, you need to. You, you know, can still do honor something. your pastor. Yeah, <laughs> but. Um, half the time, it's always the main pastor that gets, you know, the appreciation, but really it's a team effort because there's, and I really don't care on my end, but like I know for like other churches, sometimes the wife isn't ever mentioned and our church has a really good job of, of doing both the, the husband and the wife. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you know, somebody's got to get that preacher looking good every day. Like. And I if I did not have my wife, I would not look good at all. <laughs> it's hard oh. enough anyway. You I would wait. be wearing holy jeans. I don't even know. Like, <laughs> I'd be in style. I his eyebrows up. wouldn't be shaped. Oh, it'd be terrible. I'll wake up this, looking this good. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. So <laughs> We have the pictures of before you were married. <laughs> I, was a, I was a stud. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> moving, about. Moving on. Moving on. So kind of the last, the last points here. Um, Thank are, God. Or the value of your family. Um, and so Proverbs 31, for instance, is kind of the, the pinnacle passage on wives, right? But it does start out and say, who can find a wife of noble character? That's Proverbs 31, verse 10. She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will not lack anything good. Again, star, running back, that's the wife. And you read through that passage, and it will 100% give you the idea that your wife is a star running back, and you should treat her as such. Look, how, just tell me, be honest. Uh huh. Your wife goes away for a week. <laughs> oh, buddy. Uh, she goes away. She never goes away for a week. She goes away for like the women's retreat, which is like three days. And by the time I'm done, I'm like, there's no food in the house. And I don't know if my clothes match. And where are my <laughs> shoes? I don't know anything. Okay, today, I, I am recording this right now with a sore throat, which is probably why I sound like a frog. Uh, but I took off work today trying to 
like get myself better because I didn't want to give it to them. Sorry, guys. I'm around all of you all giving you all this instead. Um, but in the process, what was funny was Dina called me and we were talking um, while she was on her lunch break. And I was like, have you seen my Xbox controller? Because I have not seen it. <laughs> like one day, one day, y'all, the whole thing fell apart. That's all it took. Well, and it's the same way. My wife goes and works on the weekend. So she's gone just 12 hours. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I cannot wait for you to come home. <laughs> yes, yeah. because at five o'clock when I'm trying to pass meds, just so I can go home. You're like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, how well, long you got? Six thirty, babe. Six thirty. <laughs> <laughs> what are we gonna do for dinner? I don't know. I'm trying to give life saving drugs to people. Now she she calls me and asks me that. She's like, what do you want for dinner? But it, it I'm telling you, dudes, they take care of the kids. This like, it is just so. It is so people. Uh, I don't want to go on this rant, but I'm going to teach just for a second. Uh, the people say that there's no gender roles in a sense. Mm-hmm. They so naturally take care of children everyone. and just everyone, their husbands, so much better than we can. Mm-hmm. I take care of kids. You know how I get Lily behave? I tie her to the ceiling fan when her swing around. <laughs> That's what, I'm like, you stay there. All right, and I got the baby on one arm, and I'm trying. Like she can like talk on the phone. She can be cooking dinner. She can be feeding the baby. She's over there like helping Lily use the potty. I'm like, how are you doing all this at the same time? I am a one-trick pony. I'm like, okay. So Lily's like, oh, I need a cup. The baby's like, oh, I need food. So I'm like, are you going, when are y'all going to have to wait? And she cries louder, so I'm going to feed the baby first. And you're just going to starve. <laughs> so we well, that's how we test things out. So it's a very hectic time yeah. when my wife's not home. That's true. So the wife, definitely a blessing. And number two, don't forget that your children are also a blessing that God has given you um, as a gift. And so Psalm 127, 3 to 5 says, Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from Him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. I don't know what that last part means, honestly. I didn't have time to look it up. <laughs> I was going to say, Jess, what's a quiver? <laughs> quiver is a thing you put arrows oh, in. Oh, don't. No, I want oh, I'm sorry. Ben. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. I, I didn't I realize that ben. you said Jess until what, it was too I late. Know what it was. I don't I know, know if you did. <laughs> but we d- we'll never know now. <laughs> no, I seriously knew what it was from Hunger Games. Oh, uh, that makes sense. See? Your wife's a star running back, sir. She is. I don't even have a business degree. <laughs> <laughs> So, last 10%, and here's mine. Next time your child draws on the wall, or my mother, for instance, yells at me. I love you, Mom. I'm just kidding. Um, she just listened to the demon possession episode the other day, and she sent me a text and said, so I'm, I'm, I'm possessed by a demon, huh? And I immediately was like, oh, no. I was like, I don't remember saying that, but I better like call her right now. So I called her and was like, Mom, I did not say you were possessed by a demon. She said, yes, you did. Hunter said his mom was, and then you said <laughs> yours was too. And I was like, Mom, I was just kidding. And then she started laughing and told me it was okay. She was just kidding too. But anyway, the point is the next time your mom yells at you or whatever, you have to remember that your family is a blessing from the Lord. And it's not just your wife and your kids, um, but it's also you know, your mom and your dad and your whoever, uh, grandparents out there, aunts and uncles. Um, your family's a blessing from the Lord. And even if some blessings need to be taken in short doses or with aspirin or whatever, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> they're still blessings. Still in my jokes. <laughs> I did. I did. So that's my last 10%. Dina, 10%. So my last it. 10% is to just, I mean, 
even for me, just making sure that we take the time to study the Bible together, um, to make that a priority. I don't know. That was it. <laughs> and go on dates sometimes. Yeah. And to take, you know, time because that is one thing that Ben and I kind of tend to do is to always, always stay busy. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a great date idea, by the way. We're going to, we're going to talk about that later. Yeah, well, let's not talk about that here. <laughs> 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 Jess? Um, even if it's just like, like if you just come home and you're, you guys are just all sitting around, just take the Bible out, either on your phone or tablet or even just the real, the real Bible, the real thing. The real deal. Real yeah. Bibles have pages. <laughs> <laughs> um, take it out, read a couple chapters as a family, you know, um, what's a great chapter, a great book to start in? Any of them. Pick Matthew. one. Luke. Matthew has it all. It does. It's my favorite. It has the words. I like John. I like to. I like to start in John. You get to understand the the point of Jesus's ministry, you know, like the the new covenant that he's come to set on the kingdom. Matthew's good because you realize that he about what his kingdom is here to do. <coughs> Luke is. Just it's all Luke's all so good. Mark is my what I call the action comic book version. Mm-hmm. Acts is the start of the church. Romans, I believe, is the constitution of the church. It is, we can go on and on. So, but I wouldn't start in Romans. You have a headache <coughs> to answer your question, <laughs> John. I've, <laughs> I've not read it, but there actually is a graphic novel of the Bible oh, there out is. there yeah. for kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I just actually I have the, one of the guys in our Bible study. He just bought it for his kid because I was cheap on Amazon. Um, it was an NIV version. Bummer. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Don't. That used to be my favorite version. That was my jam. Yeah. Back but in the day. Then you got saved. <laughs> <laughs> because I think it's it's good for kids to see it in you know in a language that they're going to understand. So it was really cool because he is kinda, he's eight and he's a big reader and he really wants he's kind of outgrown that kid's Bible story one. He's read it. His dad said it like ten times. Like it's really impressive. So. I kind of recommend. I went and did some research, and I recommended this. It, it's a normal Bible, and the kids' Bible kind of merged. So, like when it talks about Dan, you know Daniel in the lion's den, you know my door locked automatically, but my windows open. Scary. <laughs> um, but you have Daniel in the lion's den. It has the Bible, the the real actual Bible text and the verses and everything, mm-hmm. with also like pictures, and so it's just really nice. I reckon he loves it. That's pretty cool. So my last 10% is just, yeah, take time to enjoy what you have, even if your child draws on the walls. <laughs> um, yeah, don't get me started. And But it's just the little things, man. Like her sitting here doing the podcast with us, and, you, you know, she she loves it. <clears throat> and then the little one started laughing for the first time today. Oh, you didn't tell me that. It's a video on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't see it? Nope. Yeah. That was one of the things I missed. I was too busy watching all of Dina's pictures of like Pastor <laughs> Chris where she would like Photoshop him into like. <laughs> well, he asked for that. He did. So, so yeah. yeah. So she laughed for the first time. So it's just little things That's that cool. you pick up on. And even when you're busy, you can still be present at home. That's cool. So, yeah. And now it is time. For the one and only, 
Dina's fun facts. Yeah. So this one's kind of interesting because um, it's not necessarily a fun-ish fact, more so just a fact. Um, a boring fact? No. Um, it's actually kind of depressing. But I was trying to think of something with families, and I, I'll get to the fun stuff in just a minute. But um, there was a study done, and it was... Um, and it asked in the typical U.S. family, how much time did parents spend quality time with their children per week? Per week? Per week. Ooh. Well, how much time do parents... Two hours. 36 minutes, Bob. I want to say seven and a half minutes. So... <laughs> Um, I hope we're all wrong, by the way. <laughs> so for college-educated parents, it was 150 minutes. Uh, and for um, p- parents who did not go to college, it was 115 to 150. Well, uh, well that's per day. That's um, and that's so close. it was about uh, 4.3 hours per week. You know... I feel like we spend every day, every second with our children. Yeah. Well, well yeah. As, as long as one of us is not at work. Like, the one yeah. who's home. Yeah, so. I'm with them five days a week. Yeah. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. It actually said <laughs> and she gets the big in crazy 2020, ass. the average American family spends 37 minutes of quality time daily together. Ben, didn't you say 37? Sorry, that's how you get that point. I said 36. Oh. Uh, I was close. I, I did the prices right perfectly. <laughs> I was one minute off and didn't go over. Congratulations. So 37 Thank minutes you. is like one TV episode. Yeah. Of quality time. Yeah. Considering there's, what, 168 hours in the week? Yeah. It's pretty. So. Pretty you know, that's not a lot of hours. No. But still. I'm getting old. Half of one of those is what people, most people spend with their kids. <laughs> quality time. So, I mean, that's like eating dinner is the only time. That you might see your kids. Yeah. In bedtime. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense as busy as today's world is. Driving home. Yeah. It's probably 15 minutes. Right. Driving to school, probably 15 they minutes. Probably but that's not quality time. They don't time. count that. Yeah. They're talking quality. You could, about, like, could, you I make my drivers quality time, man. We sing Disney songs on Spotify. Oh, well, there you go. I'm starting to jam. <laughs> she doesn't like Lion King songs. What? Yeah. She oh, cr- we're going to have to sit down and watch The Lion King together. She, but she also has that really sad scene with Mufasa, though. Yeah, so maybe well, she's Spoiler alert. <laughs> she didn't say what it was. Oh, where he dies? Yeah. Now, <laughs> yeah. now, that's now a it's a spoiler, Hunter. It's not a spoiler <laughs> if it's been out for 100 years at this point. So, for the fun fact, what was... It's kind of combined with Hunter's random question. What was one of the most funnest... <laughs> most well, fun. Most fun moments. I was. I just you had to minto. say. <laughs> I was doing it as a joke, because um, that's what kids say all the time. That's what ben, That's what Ben says whenever he messes up presidential but history. What's one fun memory that you have with your family? Study that you did. History. <laughs> oh, that I actually did. Oh, hang on. What's my, what's my <laughs> most? You can't fun? make it up. <laughs> I said studying presidential history. We never did that. Um, we can tell. Uh, <laughs> was <laughs> our most fun yeah, memory. family memory that you have as a kid moving out 
I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> when I moved into EKU. No. Oh, my God. Because fun family moments can be more than just sitting around at home at a table. Yeah. Our family vacations were fun. Um, we went to go to Destin every year and do nothing. It was great. Mm-hmm. Just hang out at the beach, right? Yep. Um, this is cheating, but I feel like Thanksgiving is actually one of my favorites. Because on Thanksgiving, now my mom, I'm sure, would totally disagree with this, but I felt like Thanksgiving was the one holiday where there was no pressure to do anything except gather at a house, eat dinner, and hang out. You know, Christmas, you get together, you do the same thing, but you're doing presents, and at Christmas, you're going to families' houses, and you're rushing all over the place. At Thanksgiving, it was always at our house, and so mom would cook dinner, and everybody would come to our house, um, and so we would see, like... Because my mom and dad are divorced, but we would see mom's side of the family. And then my mom and papa would come over and stuff. And so, like, and they would come to our house still. Like, after they did, like, family dinner out in, like, Carter County, they'd come to our house and they'd stop by for a little bit and then go home. So I got to see all the family. And I got to hang out at the house. And usually, like, the cousins, you know, would come. And we would, like, all hang out and play and do whatever together. And it was just one of those times where I got to see everybody and there was no pressure, like there was no time frame, like we just knew that we were going to eat at a certain time. You show up and you just hang out till you leave. And so sometimes people leave 10 o'clock, sometimes people leave at 6 o'clock, you know, but whatever. But the point was we just got to see each other and chill and do whatever. And that was always my favorite. Jess? Um, I've got a couple of them, actually. Uh, when I was 11, we went to Disney World. We were there for about a week. Um, we stayed at one of the resorts, and that was that was nice. It was actually my first time going to Florida and the beach as well. Yeah. Um, and then for Christmas, we always would go up to Ohio and see mom's family. Um, I'd have c- I've got cousins that uh, are about my age. We're a year apart or so. Um, and then we'd always have, we'd always stay up really late and our parents would go on to us. You guys are being too loud. We're trying to sleep in here. <laughs> <laughs> We played pranks on each other. It was it was good times, but um, yeah, we'd always have we we'd always eat. And we'd always see our grandparents and uncles and aunts. My mom's got four other siblings, so we'd always see all of them. And um, it was always it was always fun. Cool. So for me, uh, one of our big family vacations that we ever took was we went to St. Louis. And that was a lot of fun. It was just me, my mom, and my dad. And uh, we drove out there. We went to the zoo. And uh, we went to um, Grant's farm because I saw it on a Jack Hanna episode. And so we had to go. And uh, that was a lot of fun. That's where the, (laughs) oddly enough, they have all kinds of different animals that you can go to. You get on this tram, or at least you used to. And you would go through and see all these different animals. And then you also got to see the Budweiser Clydesdale horses. And those things are huge. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we also went to Six Flags. And uh, that was my first time ever going to a big amusement park like that. And my parents are not amusement park type people. Yeah, I can't imagine. I I see Lloyd on a roller coaster. I can just see it. I can't. I really, yeah, I was being sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> and we did ride the Ferris wheel and that sort of thing. And I did ride a lot of rides by myself, but they were standing there watching me because that's they they would have been hurling or something like that. But um, and then other family 
uh, moments since we were talking about, you know, bigger family things. Um, I always loved it at Christmas time when we would go down to my papa's house and we would literally be crammed in there like sardines in the house. And it was, it was just fun. Everybody being together for a couple of days and sometimes we got snowed in and we loved it that much more because we actually had to be together. Yeah, I have a great family memory. I, I, it was I, we were dating. I think you stayed at the house so for Christmas. <clears throat> we had so many family, so much family over. So I gave Jessica my room, and all the other family took the room. I had so like my dad was separating people out to sleep. Well, he forgot about me, <laughs> and so I slept under the kitchen table. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? I was not there. Oh. No. There wasn't some other woman, I promise. <laughs> That's what I was about to no, say. Your grandpa slept in your bed. I think you came that I came day. The, yeah, I came the, yeah. See, you know, it wasn't <laughs> some other woman, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so I slept under the table with no blanket, Ben. With no blanket. Why didn't but you get you a like blanket? A because they were all gone. Yeah, thanks, You should have thanks. wished for one for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but you like it cold. Why would you need a blanket? But it was on the cold floor. Uh, I had no pillow either. Oh, <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> okay, I feel bad for you. What about your car pillow and your uh, car blanket? You could have that. that. He did, that didn't come into play. Well, first off, in. first off, <laughs> I still don't have a car pillow or a blanket. Oh, you will later. <laughs> I know it's going to be in my stocking. <laughs> ben, do I have a car pillow and a car blanket? Yes. Dina yeah. also has a hunter's house hoodie. And jacket mm-hmm. and snow gloves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much so. You when know, I go to your house or Courtney's house, I always make sure that I have my fleece with me. As much as I love these conversations, it is time for us to go to bed. It is. So that is it, people. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alter Podcast brought to you by Anchor. Thank you for listening to the Altered Podcast. Be sure to listen next week for a brand new episode. Also, be sure to connect with us on the Altered Podcast Facebook page for updates and other cool content. See you next week.